Hey, it is Free Talk Live. Welcome to the program here. Of course, you can take control of the airwaves. Should you wish to bring something up, talk about whatever's on your mind, the number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. With you in the studio tonight, you've got Ian. And Matt. And Bonnie may be joining us here in a little bit as well. Of course, you can bring up anything that is the point of the program. There's a story that I've been meaning to talk about uh, ever since it broke over the weekend. and It's an important one. It's a big one. This and is I, close to home. I apologize for not bringing this up sooner. It just it slipped my mind one day that I was, you know, that I was here and then I wasn't on the show for a couple of days. Uh, but it's actually a good thing that uh, that I waited because now we finally have a statement from Adam Kokesh, who, of course... I want to get on the show, you know, anytime he's in some sort of legal trouble, uh, which has been often over his career as a liberty activist. He's been arrested a number of times. I'm not sure who's been arrested more often, me or Adam Kokesh, but it's uh, it's probably a, it's probably a close call. It's a noble uh, race <laughs> on that one. And uh, Adam, of course, has been awesome about talking about the Crypto 6 over the last almost a year now since our studios were raided back in in March. And so I was I was saddened to hear that he was roughed up, uh, attacked and caged, kidnapped by a group of uh, armed men in a place called Sawatch County, Colorado. It's a strange word. It's spelled S-A-G-U-A-C-H-E. I guess you don't pronounce the G uh, in that. Uh, But anyway, he was on his way back uh, from an event. You remember that guy that got killed by the cops for trying to save a cop? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Johnny, the, I believe. His was, name? Yeah, Johnny uh Liberty guy. He yeah. was actually a Liberty guy. And he was based in Colorado, if uh-huh. I recall correctly. Yeah. Well, apparently they were having some sort of remembrance uh event for him, and that's why Adam had had traveled from oh. his home. I wonder if any of the cops went to the remembrance for him. That's a good question. Dirtbags. Uh so yeah, what happened in that case was dude I think he was like forty years old, liberty liberty activist up there in Colorado. Uh, there was some sort of violent situation. A police officer's life was in jeopardy by some lunatic, and this dude Johnny came in there and like saved this cop's life. Right? Isn't he shouldn't have done that. And then more cops showed up on the the scene and, and then killed him. Killed him. Yeah. So they had an event for that guy uh, posthumously, obviously, and uh, and Adam went up there over the weekend. I think it was Friday or Saturday. Uh, he was on his way back from the event so he'd gone there successfully attended the event was driving back with his two dogs apparently they're uh, named thelma and louise oh and uh what happened to baloo he he's he got too old had to be oh did he he passed away or had to be put down yeah he's a good dog he was um but uh so he's got two new dogs and so he's on his way back and got pulled over i guess and uh, sadly apparently he had attempted to, to live stream as you would expect uh, adam kokesh to do during a situation like that but apparently the live stream cut out six seconds in so probably i'm guessing signal issue you know being out in the middle colorado, of colorado yeah colorado so we don't have any video footage mm. of the interactions with the police at least not yet maybe the police have you know body cams or something we'll see something eventually but at this time we don't have anything uh to uh, to to share with you we haven't seen anything, but they arrested him for not just possession of psilocybin mushrooms, but intent to distribute. So Adam is now facing felony intent to distribute charges when it comes to psychedelic mushrooms in the state of Colorado. 
uh, as of this weekend. And they locked him. They apparently, some people thought he had uh, broken his arm. I guess there was a lot of damage done to uh, to his body in the process of this arrest. Uh, apparently, medical uh, people were able to see him and determine his arm was, in fact, not broken. But he was pretty roughed up, I guess, from from what it sounded like. They're such scumbags. So just going to give you a quick rundown because I've been paying you know as close attention to this as I can. He had an initial hearing on, I think it was, yeah, Monday afternoon. Uh, he refused to apparently leave his cell <laughs> to attend the hearing. <laughs> and this, this was after already apparently somebody had called out a bail commissioner to the jail to try to bail him out. And he told the bail commissioner that he would not leave the jail voluntarily unless he had a written apology from the the sheriff's department. Okay, that's awesome. I I love Adam Kokesh. He is (laughs) just fantastic. And uh, so, so, you know, he didn't get bail because of that, and he didn't get what was the equivalent of the arraignment. They call it something else in Colorado. They don't call it an arraignment. It's called Mm. an advisement there. Got different terms. Like they call the state the people there instead of the state. Oh, really? Yeah. At least that's what I'm hearing in the court hearings because I've been listening to you know the uh, the over the phone telephonic uh, system. It's weird how religions change little by little depending on geography. Well, yeah, like in uh, Massachusetts, they're the Commonwealth. Yeah, the Commonwealth. Right. So, uh, so anyway, that first hearing, the judge in that case sounds very young. I don't. I'm only on the phone, so I don't see what she looks like. But it sounds unusually young for a judge. She uh, she says, "Well, we'll just have him back on. We'll try again on Wednesday." So you know. They continued the case until Wednesday, and then Wednesday afternoon, I again tuned in to listen to see what would happen. Uh, at this point, Kokesh has now submitted a letter to the judge, sort of going over, and he's going to read that in this audio that I'm going to play for you here in just a moment. So he submitted a letter to the judge laying out how he feels about this uh, situation, and once again, uh, refused to actually attend the hearing. So the judge, once again, put it off again for another week. So at this point... Uh, he's not going to be seen again, quote unquote, in court until this coming Wednesday. So, is this the type of place where we can actually get him on the phone from the from the pokey, or no? That's why I suspect he hasn't called yet. I have attempted to get uh, the the landline number here into the studio, so basically the jail line, so people who are like right. Adam are in jail can call in. Uh, and I, I'm guessing the reason he hasn't been able to do that is because he is in lockdown. Uh, he's in a probably a 23 hour a day lockdown so the odds that he is out during the three hours that we do this show are very very slim minimal yeah Yeah, so so this will suffice though he gave a pretty uh decent statement to uh, apparently a young lady named gi mary jane who i'm not sure if it's his wife or if she's just like a really you know dedicated fan and friend of adam but he's got those she's the person who's like the lady on the ground doing the the grunt work here the heavy lifting uh to get the word out so i want to play the audio here from adam kokesh today is wednesday december 15th 2021 this is adam versus the man calling you from the sawatch county jail where i have been in solitary confinement for six days in a sense, I am here by choice, having declined paid bond on Saturday, expecting a decision from a judge on Monday, only to find the hearing delayed until today because why not? We are all presumed guilty in this legal system when accused by corrupt cops. When called for court today, I will remain in my cell as I did on Monday and hand the guard this letter to give to the judge. To my judge, my friends, and my freedom family, 
From this dark, dingy, solitary cell, I extend greetings of love, hope, and camaraderie to all who may read this. May you receive this letter in secure health and happiness, and in the spirit of joy with which it is written. We find ourselves in perilous times, but on the brink of a better world for all of us blessed to survive this era of upheaval. As for my circumstances, I have been stopped in my peaceful, righteous journey to deliver anti-suicide medicine to veterans for another government-induced, taxpayer-funded spiritual retreat. Now I want to stop there for a moment because we had Adam on the show, I don't know, two months ago or something like that, to talk about his new thing that he's doing, uh, which is what's called Homefront Battle Buddies. And have you heard about this? Mm, I've heard it. I've heard those words before. I remember he used to do the IVAW, right? The Iraq Veterans Against yeah. the War. When he first got out of yeah. the Marines, he, he spoke out against the war mm-hmm. and that kind of led him into the, the liberty movement. And then, you know, he became uh, Adam Kokesh, liberty activist, television star, etc. But uh, what he's doing now is he's set up essentially on his – he's got a large kind of homestead property down in Arizona, and he intends to use it for medicinal spiritual retreats for people who were in the military specifically. That's sweet. People who are suffering from PTSD, depression, you know, some of these things that studies are beginning to show real clear – and those studies are getting larger and larger uh, that things like psilocybin mushrooms Work. can actually cure, cure PTSD, PTSD and depression and things like that. Uh, so we'll talk more about this on the way here. This is basically his new mission, and now he's been put in prison for it while well, in jail. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. You can join us here. The number 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We're getting a recorded update from Adam Kokesh, who is behind bars right now for nearly a week at this point. I'm pretty sure he got put in there on uh, Friday last week after he has now been accused of selling. I don't think he's been accused of selling distribution intent to intent to distribute right? yeah yeah like intended right so possession of uh psilocybin presumably mushrooms with intent to distribute now we haven't seen the police reports or anything like that there's no video footage because his phone got cut off six seconds uh into the pullover that happened in sagotch sagwatch or something sagotch county, county? colorado so when do the police reports have to come out? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I think that uh, that would be a Freedom of Information Act request, which may mean that you'll have to wait 30 days to get them from them. Usually they're more available to the defendant than they are to people in you know the outside of the case. Uh, but by the way, Bonnie's joining us here. It's again and Matt in the studio tonight. We're going to continue with the statement from Adam. We are also talking about his new organization, Homefront Battle Buddies, which they've got a website, homefrontbattlebuddies.com. And the idea behind this organization is to help veterans who are effed up in the head, a lot of them, because of what the federal government had them do wherever it is they were deployed in the Middle East or whatever. And a lot of them have PTSD and, and serious depression and turns out things like psilocybin mushrooms can absolutely help those people and so adam has made this his new mission uh to you know help these guys and from what he said there in this beginning portion of his speech what's well, actually now a letter that he's reading i'll jump it back just a moment uh 
he almost sounds like he's admitting to it in the uh, in the statement from the jail. He doesn't come right out and say it, but we'll continue with that here in just a moment. Also, I do want to let you know about Bitcoin.com. Bitcoin.com, longtime sponsor here on Free Talk Live. If you want to learn about Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash, the world of cryptocurrency, get started at the top of the page over at Bitcoin.com. It'll take you some introductory videos. You can, If you're pressed for time, just watch the first one. You'll get some of the basic concepts down. And these are important things that you know this technology isn't going away. So you ought to learn about it. It's going to change, if not already has changed, going to seriously alter the face of of world finance so mm-hmm. you really are it already has and the most important component of it is the people who are in charge are really trying to figure out how to deal with it and wrangle it into their control and oh, it's yeah. really not designed to be controlled yeah the governments of the world hate it i know adam kokesh is a big fan of it get over to bitcoin.com and again click get started at the top of the page to learn more if you want the latest news headlines about crypto they've got those over at news.bitcoin.com as well but we're going to go back to the statement here this is a statement from jail this is published on the gi mary jane channel on youtube here it is more from adam for all of us blessed to survive this era of upheaval as for my circumstances i have been stopped in my peaceful righteous journey to deliver anti-suicide medicine to veterans for another government-induced, taxpayer-funded spiritual retreat. I have been told countless lies, separated from my truck, my property, and my dogs, violated in my Fourth Amendment rights. By the way, he doesn't. I don't think he gets into it in this speech, but his dogs were taken. Obviously, they uh, there was no one else with him. It was him and his dogs driving back to uh, to Arizona, and so when they arrested him, they impounded the dogs. And according to G.I. Mary Jane and according to the lady that managed to go and, and pick the dogs up from the impound after the weekend, because it was it was all over the weekend. So somebody they had somebody in the area who was willing to go get the dogs right then. But they were told, nope, you can't do that. It's the weekend. They're closed. And, and it's just like if they're closed, don't take the dogs. Well, I mean, then what are they going to do? Leave them just run around the side of the road? Call somebody. Yeah, well, that, that would be a, like it's a their compassionate fault. thing to do. Yeah, These are not good people. Right. Uh, so, anyway. But they were left outside, is what you're going to say. Yeah, that's what I was going to get to. Apparently, according to the lady who picked them up, they were kept outdoors in sub freezing temperatures there in Sagash County, Colorado at this. Cops are disgusting yeah. animals. Yep. Yeah, so they're These okay. These are now. not people. This isn't how humans behave. They were picked up, though, ultimately, I think on Monday, and so the dogs are okay. They're Horrible. With, they're with somebody that actually cares about them now. anything alone 
I would rather be here than standing to the side with a heart aching for every victim of this cruel machine that is living on your knees. I would rather die on my feet. But if everyone stood up to injustice with just passive resistance, refusal of paid bond, and rejection of plea deals, the evil machine would grind to a halt and we could hang together, not separately. As for my- He's not wrong about that. And we've been discussing, you know, those tactics for many years and using those tactics for many years here in New Hampshire, where we actually have a large group of freedom-loving people who have migrated here. The largest freedom migration on the planet. I wish Adam would have joined us, but he was one of those guys that said it's too cold. <laughs> now, I can't question his commitment. Usually when somebody says it's too cold, you know, you know, I will say, oh, you know, sunshine activist, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Well, you can't question Adam's commitment. That guy is, is one of the, the key uh, most committed activists. Yeah, he is a total winter warrior wherever yeah. he goes, whether it's hot and sunny or cold. As he there. said, he's willing to put his body into the gears of the horrific mm-hmm. state. And this is just the latest episode in that uh, that ongoing saga but he but he's right i mean people refusing to obey people refusing to take a plea deal and i don't blame somebody who does so for instance uh bonnie and i watched derek j's victimless crime spree uh crime spree recently she had just saw it for the first time and uh and that's a it's a sad movie because the the movie has that message of hey you know clog the system don't pay the fines don't take the plea deal and ultimately Derek takes a plea uh at the end of the the crime spree because he was facing something like nine years or some ridiculous amount of time or you know years behind mm-hmm. bars they would have uh, just not helped anyone if he just didn't take the plea deal and took nine years in jail he's done a lot more for freedom I'd say freedom. yeah and you, when you got just one guy doing it all by himself you get stacked up against yeah. but when you got hundreds of people or even if you got a couple dozen people doing it or, or 10 people doing it in one town they really clog up a docket really fast they don't want to deal with you after a while that much is true we're going to continue here more with uh, adam kokash your thoughts are welcome you can join us here at 603-283-6160 again we don't have him on the line because he's on as he describes it essentially a lockdown they uh, they probably have him in his cell 23 hours a day but this is his statement from jail in sagash or sawash county Colorado. More coming up here. Yet another corrupt place. Do you feel like your country no longer holds your values? Have you dreamt of a place where liberty-minded people can come together and leave government overreach behind? There are many people just like you that are discovering FreePrivateCities.com. They start at FreePrivateCities.com and connect via the social media links shown there. All skills will be needed when the first of the Free Private Cities open. It's sooner than you think. Stop arguing and build FreePrivateCities.com. FreePrivateCities.com. This is Free Talk Live, and of course, you can bring up what you want. We're talking about Adam Kokesh currently behind bars. We don't know when he's going to be getting out. Could be as soon as next week. But so far, he has refused to leave his jail cell when the guards have come to try to take him to court. Instead, issuing a statement, a written statement to the judge in the case. Uh, he is, so he's basically yet to go through the arraignment process at this point. He's facing at least one felony charge 
of distribution of psilocybin or possession of psilocybin with intent to distribute. Now, usually when they charge you with that, that usually means you have more than a certain amount, more than what the police would consider to be a personal use amount, whether it was individually bagged up or whatever. We don't know any of those details at this point. There's no video of the interaction with the police because his cell phone cut off after six seconds. With you in the studio tonight, by the way, it's Ian. It's Bonnie. And Matt. And, of course, we're talking about Adam Kokesh, the star of Adam vs. the Man. His uh, He's got an Odyssey channel, so you can check him out there and watch some of his past episodes and such if you don't know who he is. By the way, we're raising funds for Give Directly. It's the first nonprofit that allows you to give money directly to people living in extreme poverty. So what Give Directly does is they locate recipients in need and they use mobile money to send them cash with no strings attached. And they found that in the last decade, they've been able to help over a million people in like seriously needy situations, like poor, poor situations. Not We're not talking about poor Americans here. We're talking about Kenya. Uh, and that's where, in, uh, one of the places, they've delivered over $400 million to those million plus people. And again, not just in Kenya, but that's where we're focusing right now. It's Bamet and Khalifi counties, people who have been plagued by things like drought, floods, food insecurity, uh, very, very difficult lives. And you can help them. In fact, they find that giving cash to people living in poverty can help drive a range of important positive changes in their lives, like getting employment, nutrition, health, and education. Plus, it allows individuals to decide what they need instead of relying on aid organizations and donors thousands of miles away to make those choices for them. So if that's what you prefer and you want to help out, you can give over at give.freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live will match your donations to up to a total of $30,000. So if you want to help some people this holiday season, this is a great time to do it. Give.freetalklive.com. That's give.freetalklive.com. So I got more here from Adam Kokesh. This is not just a speech that he's giving over a phone from a jail cell. It's also what he has written to the judge uh, overseeing this particular case so far in uh, Sagwa Sawash County. <laughs> There's somebody living there listening to this right now, like <laughs> laughing. Please laugh away. Uh, I hope somebody can get a smile out of this just terrible situation for Adam. Again, he's been accused of psilocybin possession with intent to distribute. Evil machine would grind to a halt, and we could hang together, not separately. As for my accusations of crimes, where are my victims? No victim, no crime. Besides having done nothing wrong by the laws of God, nature, and morality, I have technically done nothing wrong by U.S. law either. As an American citizen, I was exercising my right to travel, a right enshrined in law and precedent, not a privilege I must purchase. As a legally registered member of the Oklahoma Native American Church and self-professed Wiccan, I am legally allowed to possess psilocybin as sacrament and medicine. Have you heard of the church that he mentioned? Mm-mm. He pronounced it correctly. Okulvua. It's, uh, I think they started down in the Southwest, if I recall correctly. And it's essentially, it's a Native American psychedelic church. Oh, cool. And they actually do have a history of... Oh, yeah. Peyote, peyote, peyote. And I don't know if it's just peyote, but using sort of natural psychedelics for spiritual purposes. And there have been some court cases involving these people that have... Turned out Shown, well? Yeah. Was so there good. one in Utah? I mean, not sorry, in New Hampshire? I don't know if there is one in New Hampshire. That's an excellent question. Although, because there was one that ruled that they were allowed to have it because it was part of their religion in New Hampshire. Yeah, you're referring to a New Hampshire Supreme Court case that came down within the last couple of years. 
And I did read about that, and we talked about it at the time, and I don't remember if it was that same church or not, but ultimately the New Hampshire Supreme Court essentially kind of legislated uh, from the bench, or at least maybe you don't want to use that term, but they essentially negated the drug laws by saying if it's for spiritual purposes, you can do it. Yeah, you know, I actually met a uh, guy, and I guess he's not uncommon. They're they're doing like ayahuasca DMT journey types uh, of, you know, ceremonies and things like that, and they're doing them here in the Northeast. Yeah, I'll have to look into that, that. case again, Bonnie, because uh, it's it's a case that I should be more familiar with, and I should just be able to say, you know, right off the top of my head, what which case it is. Well, so we'll see if we can dig in further and, and remind you about that one. For a complete explanation, fully citing law and precedent, please see my motion to dismiss filed in Wise County in the case of Texas v. Kokesh, which I will gladly provide upon request as soon as I am able to access it. By contrast. The police who arrested me are criminals acting under color of law, enjoying false privileges of a protected class of American criminals. My friend Johnny Hurley, the hero of Arvada, was killed by a cop even though he was, had just stopped a mass shooter intent on killing cops in a case of mistaken identity. The cops involved in my arrest, Christian Guadarrama, Aaron Fresquez and Adam Fresquez should be held criminally liable, civilly liable, and I would like to file charges against them. Cops who shoot first and ask questions second are a menace to the public and themselves and should be taken off the streets. Like Hurley, I have come to hold a mirror up to the center police department. I would also like to file charges against Sheriff Dan Warwick and the captain of Sawatch County Jail for the inhumane treatment here. Also, Deputy Young for threatening me with additional charges when she tried to get inmates within earshot to file harassment charges for trying to get them to turn down the TV. (laughs) Nicholas Hamill and Ron Paulson will testify to these facts. We find ourselves in perilous times for America and the whole human family because the powers that be know their time is coming to an end. We stand on the brink of an age of enlightenment and enlightened people cannot be oppressed. We are waking up to the possibility of a world without war, without need, without needless suffering. Oppressive COVID policies, rampant internet censorship, fighting Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, extreme financial consolidation. These are not merely routine acts of the system designed to make the rich richer at the expense of the rest of us. These are acts of desperation by the wolves of the world who see the sheep uniting and fighting back despite their best efforts to divide us. Here, here. Yeah. Can't disagree with any of that. He nailed it. He really is nailing it. And uh, and it really is time, right? Like change seems to be a brewing out there. We're seeing Wee. we're seeing more people migrating here to New Hampshire for the freedom. Oh, it's migration a flood at this point than ever. It's, it used to be like it used to be like, hey, there's a new movers party. There's some new people moving to New Hampshire. Do you yeah. want to go? You know, and now it's like, oh, there's. You know, fifteen families moving into New Hampshire this week. It's like, whoa! Which one do you which one do you go to? Yeah, it's, you know? it's overwhelming. Uh, how many people are coming up here? How many people are checking out New Hampshire? They uh, they were interviewing Mark Warden, who's a state representative, mm-hmm. longtime sponsor here at Porcupine Real Estate, uh, here on Free Talk Live. They All around great dude. 
on the uh, the new Free State Project show that they're doing on Monday nights, which is called Free State Live. They had him on this week, and he said it's a record for him, too, at uh, Porcupine Real sure. Estate as far as number of families you know, looking at and closing on buying homes. Like here an all-time record for libertarians All moving time. up here using him? Yep. That's awesome. Yeah, and that's one of those numbers that that's a rock-solid number, right? That's not just like some sort of right. pie in the sky. Oh, we're seeing more people come in. No, he's got actual numbers. Data. It's there. It's impacting his business heavily. He's, he's a busy dude now. Yeah, sure. and they focus on those people. That's who they yep. serve. That's who their marketplace mm-hmm. is. Uh, so there's more coming up here. Uh, we got uh, a little bit more from Adam Kokesh on his statement from inside of the Sawatch County Jail there in southern Colorado in some, I don't know, hick town or wherever the hell it is. Uh, they decided to arrest him for possession of psilocybin mushrooms. And it sounds like he is going to take the uh, the perspective in defense of himself saying, it's my right to have these. You know, and that's going to be an interesting case, especially from a jury nullification uh, aspect. It would be fantastic. He might have a fighting chance with something like that in Colorado, too. I think so. Then uh, the number here, if you want to join us, 603-283-6160. And take control of the airwaves here. This is Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want here. The number is 603-283-6160. Talking about Adam Kokesh, however, right now. And that's been the focus of this first hour of the program. He is behind bars in uh, Sawatch County, which is some county in southern uh, Colorado, as he was driving back to his home in Arizona after having a uh, a get-together of friends and supporters of uh, now-deceased activist in Colorado, Johnny Hurley, I believe, who was uh, murdered by the police after he saved a police officer's life. Uh, there in Colorado, I think that was last year, earlier this year that uh, that, that happened. Was, yeah, well, I think it was last year. Moral of the story: Don't ever help, help a cop if he's pinned down. So uh, that was why Kokesh was there, and he was on his way back when apparently he was pulled over. Now, the big question that has yet to be answered in this case is: Were they targeting Kokesh? Did they know who he was there in Sawash County? Did they know he was going to be coming through? Did they know that he is now running an organization called Homefront Battle Buddies, which advocates for uh, the medical and spiritual use of psilocybic mushrooms, as well as other natural, you know, uh, psychedelic remedies for people who've been in the military, people who have faced se- severe PTSD. That's what Homefront Battle Buddies is all about. So, was this just a random stop on the highway uh, or wherever it was, or were they sixty-four thousand dollar question? Were isn't they it? waiting for him to come by? Maybe they want to be- make uh, all of that guy Johnny's friends look like criminals too, because they all, everybody knows that. There was a guy murdered who was a hero. Yeah, that's a good point too. It makes uh, it makes him look like he's associated with these miscreants and these. Hmm. these they're all a bunch of dangers to society. Well, yeah. as, as he points out in his speech here, which is a letter that he wrote to the judge in the case from uh, from his jail cell, that uh, you know he isn't. There's no victims here. There's no one who's going to testify that Adam hurt them with his mushrooms. Right. You know, they just caught him uh, with some alleged mushrooms and. 
and this is going to be a very interesting case. It's a very timely case because uh, I think we pointed out, I think you might have pointed out on the air, that Denver, uh, in, which this isn't Denver, but uh, Denver and the state of Oregon and multiple cities around the country, uh, apparently it was uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan, as well as a few different, I think, uh, California cities, yeah, Oakland. Oakland and a few places in uh, Michigan, not just... Detroit, I think, also went for it, didn't they? Yeah, didn't um, they decriminalized like all entheogens. Right. So any natural plants uh, or fungi in some of these places are now a completely decriminalized act. So he's going to be going to court. Presumably they don't just drop the charges and, and scurry away. He's going to be going to court in front of a jury that is living in a time when we're starting to see opinions shift yep. on this. And uh, and I imagine he's going to be able to call in some expert witnesses. He's going to have some interesting testimony uh, in this case, if it, if it again, if it gets that far. I did pull up the New Hampshire Supreme Court case, Bonnie, that you had remembered. And it was actually, it was more recent than I recalled. It was apparently December of last year when they, um, they made the decision in this case. And it 2020? Was, yeah, it was unanimous actually, uh, where they ruled, and I don't want to summarize it without actually the, the statement that they made, but they ruled in favor of somebody and they overturned a conviction of someone who had psychedelic mushrooms and was using them for spiritual religious reasons. So, you know, there's some precedent in different courts for this particular issue. So it's a very interesting case. I'm going to continue with uh, the rest of Adam's statement from behind bars there in Sawatch County Jail. Will you side with the wolves? be one of the shepherds we need to guide us into the new age of enlightenment. If you are wondering why I've declined paid bond, think of Braveheart being disemboweled. He only had to cry mercy to make it stop. You want my friends to buy my freedom for a petty $10,000? You want to plead? You want me to beg for mercy? I will never beg for your mercy, and I will never plead with evil, but move ever more boldly against it. For humanity, for America, for justice, and for the 22 veterans who will commit suicide in the next 24 hours, I will cry until my last breath for nothing but freedom. Yours truly. Captain Freebeard, friend of humanity, brother to freedom lovers, also known as Adam Charles Kokesh, born February 1st, 1982, former sergeant of Marines. Thank you so much for listening and for sharing this message as best you can. Thank you for everyone who participated in the call flood last weekend. Its effects were felt even inside this jail. If I am not released today, please keep calling the Center Police Department, the Sawatch County Jail, and the judge and district attorney relevant to my case, and respectfully ask them to do the right thing. Thank you, and may peace be with you always. Signing off, this is Captain Freebeard, your friend and brother. So apparently this was uh, the Center Police Department. I guess that's the name of the town. That I just learned from picking that little detail up. I'd listened to this before, but didn't didn't catch it. 
Um, so that's not the, the sheriffs. I thought it was the Sawatch County sheriffs that had done this, but it's a, a local police department in this particular case. We will post, uh, and I had posted this information earlier this week on the Free Talk Live uh, profile over on our social media server at social.freetalklive.com. I'll be sure to post the, another link to this. I did, like I said, I posted it a few days ago, but uh, or yesterday. And I'll post it again, and you can get the phone numbers that you can call if you want to do as you requested and, and give them a call and let them know how you feel about them uh, caging a peaceful man who is not being alleged to have harmed anyone else. Uh, you'll be able to do that. So any thoughts, guys, that you want to share? No, I just, you know, when I, when I, when I think about this kind of stuff, and, you know, it's been, you know, 20 years in this community, not this community, but, you know, this one and others like it, the larger liberty community. I just my my stomach never stops turning whenever I hear about these people getting thrown into the slam with no victim. You just got some ruffian dirtbag cops, you know these enforcers. Yeah, this the the, the and, in a in a free world in a in a free and prosperous world that we all dream of. Those personalities would be our criminals. The police. They would absolutely. The police would absolutely turn into criminals. They wouldn't. They are violent people. people. They would go around quick. They they don't know how. That's the only thing they know how to do. They don't have a marketable skill set other than hurting people. That's all they know how to do. Yeah, I wish uh, that we actually had people that job were to actually protect other individuals and actually go around and you know if you're gonna get you know arrest somebody let's make sure there's an actual victim somebody who's complaining against that person who's been arrested Mm -hmm. what i think about when i hear about this type of thing is just the fact that i think people really are waking up to the reality that the cops are actually the psychopaths are they i think i think people are I, you know, I, I had that feeling that maybe something was going to change in that way last year when we saw the major protests uh, about police violence that were happening throughout the summer of 2020. That seemed to be, you know, a step in the right direction. But what no, has really come from nothing, it? nothing. The cops are so righteously indignant that they're just going to continue saying that we are the correct ones, you know, I'm just going to throw some numbers out there. There's like 100,000 cops. In the United States, there's like 360 million other people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the cops, if, if there's if there's even a tiny fraction of that 360 million other people who are saying the cops are seriously messed up and they're bad people, chances are, if we want to get democratic about it, the 300 the fraction of the 360 million is going to be a much higher number than there are even cops. So what well, do they still listen to these people for? Well, there's always been more slaves than slave masters. Yeah. I think people are just distracted. Like, I do think the people's opinions are changing. Like, as far as people I talk to, I don't know anybody who just thinks like cops are a fact of life and cops are law and order is good or whatever. It's more just like, oh, yeah, they suck. But wait, what can you do about it? I'm going to go play switch. Yeah, that's true. There is a lot of apathy out yeah. there. And I will say this to, to your point, Bonnie, uh, the the people on the right wing, a lot of the blue flag matters or blue lives matter people, the flag wavers for the cops. They're the worst still. Some of those people have been hit with a, a slap to reality. Yeah, it's in hilarious the last when year, it happens. Right. So uh, we saw, of course, the January 6th situation mm-hmm. where the police were definitely not their friends in that situation, yep. the people on the right. Uh, and then since then, we've seen here in New Hampshire specifically, the police have been arresting some of the right wing protesters. I saw, I, I saw it 
happening. Like the 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 look on these these you know we'll call them conservatives or whatever Republicans mm-hmm. are that show up to the you know the protest of Sununu and right. then the cops come down on them. It's like no no they're just doing our jobs. Yeah, yeah they, so- they didn't change their minds. I saw one of them with a flag at an, another event later that said shame on you Sununu for weaponizing our state police. Like it, it wasn't the police's <laughs> fault. Right, they're making excuses for yeah. them even as the police yeah. are actually cuffing them and stuffing them in the yeah. back. Of but then you got me, uh, you know, debating that on the spot. There's more coming up here at 603-283-6160. You can weigh in. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off, now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today, video.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, kicking off the second hour of the program. Phones open. If you want to join us here, you can. The number is 603-283-6160. With you in the studio tonight, you've got Ian. And Bonnie. And Matt. And again, that number is 603-283-6160. We started out talking about Adam Kokesh. He is behind bars now for almost a week. And he's probably going to be there until at least Wednesday of next week. They're, they haven't even given him his arraignment yet. What and, do they do if he refuses to leave the jail? Well, eventually they'll force you out. Uh, if you remember our friend Sam Dodson, I don't know if you were around when Sam was living here. But I remember him. Former host here on Free Talk Live. He was arrested. I don't even remember what it was for at this point. Some civil disobedience or whatever. He was arrested and he did not give his name. So they couldn't book him properly, right? So they need to know who you are to put a name in a system or else the whole process grinds to a halt. (laughs) And so he wouldn't give them his name. So they booked him as John Doe. And then they held him there on contempt of court. And because, you know, contempt is this sort of quote unquote power of the Western judicial system of a judge. Uh, There's basically no regulations for it. It's just the judge can do whatever they want as far as contempt. The only limit on contempt is in most places there's a six-month limitation wherein if a judge sentences you to more than six months, they have to then answer to another panel of judges about why they did that or whatever. Of course, it's just their buddies, so I'm sure they're going to get approved. Uh, But So usually you'll see a judge just do to less than six months. Anyway, so he was just sort of sentenced to... Stay in jail until you tell us who you are, was basically the sentence. And so he didn't. He never actually revealed who he was. He never, they ended up finding out, like the, you know, detectives detected and they figured out (laughs) who he actually was. And so they had all the info. But he wouldn't admit it, so he still was John Doe, right? Correct. Well, uh, I don't know when they updated his information, but they... He knew that they knew, but he still wasn't telling them. So he, he still didn't do what the judge wanted him to. The judge wanted him to just 
just obey. And he wouldn't. And so they held him for 59 days in the Cheshire County Spiritual Retreat before literally pushing him out the side door one day, completely unexpectedly. Like, all right, Sam, get all your stuff together, and then just shoved him out the side door, still wearing the orange jumpsuit. They didn't bother to change him out. (laughs) So what happens if he refuses to leave then? They're just going to arrest him and put him back in again? That's an excellent question. (laughs) They just walked around the jail the rest of the day? They're so officious, and like they have to do things according to the policy that they end up just... Doing stupid things the long, hard way and making... They're, they're, they're such idiots. I can't oh, stand There's nothing can, good about that whole entire system. We can talk more about the system, the police, uh, and also this Oakleview church that was brought up before. And Bonnie, your memory was correct on the New Hampshire case that was unanimously decided by the Supreme Court here in favor of a member of that church being able to... It was the to, same church? Yes. By, oh. Yep. Being able to possess and use their sacrament which is psychedelic mushrooms, or at least that's one of them. So we can talk more about that coming up here. But Sam is on the line in Ohio. He's a listener via podcast. And by the way, if you want to subscribe to our uh, our podcast feeds, just go to feeds.freetalklive.com. That's feeds.freetalklive.com to do that. Go ahead, Sam. What's on your mind? So I just find it interesting that you finally got a bill number for the New Hampshire Independence. Yes, it is CACR32, and it will have some sort of a public hearing uh, in early 2022, probably February would be my guess, but we don't have a date yet. So I also thought it was interesting to hear that Mark Edge was saying that he thought they could blockade you if you actually went through with the whole thing. Yeah, I thought that was so dumb. I didn't even have much to say about it until after the show discussing it with Ian. And I should have laid into Mark a little more, but that's ridiculous. I don't see the United States... Um, blockading new hampshire because new hampshire doesn't want to be part of the union and i don't see people in like say massachusetts being totally fine with the government doing that to their friends and neighbors and family that live in new hampshire i I just think that's silly what do you think caller well hold on but what was he saying was he saying that they would actually like have a physical u.s navy (laughs) this is what he said they would have u.s like army on the border of like massachusetts and new hampshire and like maine Vermont, New Hampshire, like, or Vermont. And he said that we would fail. He said that we would fail because we wouldn't have the centralized banking system. (laughs) Yeah, which, why do you need the U.S. dollar? Because, like, it's going to collapse eventually anyways. We already barely use that. First of all, there are state chartered banks. That's a thing. You don't have to charter your bank with the uh, the federal government. Just even today, if you're going to create a new bank or a new credit union, you can charter it with the state, and then you can decide whether or not to join the Federal Reserve, uh, you know, FDIC slash the the whole system. Alphabet boys. Uh, so there's that. But my main comeback would have been to that point, and I, for- I forgot all about his comments about this. So I'm glad you brought it up, Sam. My point would have been, did they blockade Britain hmm. in the Brexit? The answer is no, they oh, didn't. They didn't blockade Britain. They, you can still trade with uh, with the rest of the EU, and Britain's still there. They didn't build a wall uh, to keep the Brits out uh, from the rest of the EU. There's there's some new rules with the border, but uh, that's more Britain's doing than I think it was the EU. Sorry, go ahead, Sam. But Britain actually, you could argue, blockaded the European Union in terms of the fact of fighting over if truckers could come back in to do trucking or not. Yeah, like I said, there are some rules about the border that were were implemented by Great Britain. But as far as the EU's response is concerned, there's not like, you know, military men standing there pro- prohibiting people from coming over. 
So it's completely ridiculous that that I think that's ridiculous that that would happen here in the United States. And the whole fear about what the federal government might do in response. I mean, the biggest fear is like they're going to drop a nuke. Uh, is you know look, and destroy if, New York City. If that's really what you think these people will do, then that's really the reason why we need to go. We need to say goodbye to this abusive relationship, these psychopaths that you think are going to actually do things like drop nukes and set up military uh, barricades. All the more reason to hit the road right now. Yeah, let's get out of this thing. Sam, what do you think? I think, honestly... Probably the opinion of they might try and do something, but I doubt it will do anything. Yeah, the other thing you have to remember is there's, and I think it was um, Bob Murphy who made this point in his, uh, he made like a 45-page treatment or study or whatever about why texas should secede and like answered a bunch of the objections like all the common stuff that you tend to hear about we well, can't secede that was decided by the civil war and you know all this you know the typical crap that uh, that you hear and he pointed out like you know hey there's loyalists who are going to still be in new hampshire right because it's not going to be a hundred percent of new hampshire that votes to secede right it might be 77 percent or 70 percent or you know 80 percent or whatever well you still have 20 to 30 percent of the people here that they haven't pulled up roots and left so they'll be u.s loyalists are you going to drop a bomb on them and are, imagine how unpopular that would be if for some reason they were considering that the other 49 states would absolutely oppose that i'm pretty sure yeah because well people have family members and stuff i mean i know a lot of people don't know where new hampshire is but <laughs> there are some people that have family members here including the very u.s military men that they would be asking to put up on the border if that you know if that, that indeed did come to fruition so sam uh thanks for the call tonight man i definitely appreciate it and hopefully you know the liberty lovers out there will catch wind of this uh, because it's actually it's well first of all it's hitting the news it's hitting mainstream media in fact i actually had a story about it here tonight as written over at the uh, the keen sentinel apparently the keen sentinel editorial board has already weighed in oh what did they say about this thing in fact they did it before it was even assigned a bill number because they actually had a, a feature length story about this thing this this proposed constitutional amendment to to declare independence from the United States. They actually had a feature story, and I guess the uh, the editorial board weighed in as well. Was that the hit piece about Matt Santanastasso, basically? Correct. Matt Santanastasso, who is a uh, free stater and a first-time state rep and one of the co-sponsors of this thing. So, yeah, they, they plastered his name across the front page of the newspaper and tried to make him look like, you know, oh, this crazy secessionist, he got, how could you elect this man, was essentially the thrust of the story. But their uh, headline here for the Sentinel editorial staff or the uh, editorial board, because remember, an editorial is always unsigned, so we don't know who actually wrote this. Right. Purportedly, it's every single person on the editorial board of the Sentinel that agrees with this opinion, so they all are on board with this opinion. Headline, wasting time, colon, frivolous state secession proposal should die a quick death. We'll share that with you coming up here in moments. Strong words. Number 603-283-6160. This is what you're going to get from the mainstream media. This is a common response. We'll share it on the way. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Phone's open here if you want to join us. The number is 603-283-6160. You can bring up a topic we talked about on another day. It's no problem. Open phones 
means open phones. You can take control of the airwaves on Free Talk Live. It's Ian, Bonnie, and Matt in the studio here tonight. And I do want to say thank you to Alex Genop, who is a Free Talk Live supporter. He's joined the AMPS program. You can do that as well over at AMPS. FreeTalkLive.com. That's AMPS.FreeTalkLive.com. Stands for Advertise, Market, Promote, and Support. It helps us get on more radio stations around the United States, bring new people to the ideas of human liberty. So if that's worth a few bucks a month to you, you can do it. You can join it for as little as five bucks a month. And that's what Alex did over there at AMPS.FreeTalkLive.com. We're going to continue here. Uh, I got the Sentinel editorial. So this is the first Official, I think this is the first official hit piece that has been written against the uh, secession proposal here in New Hampshire. I think we're going to see more of it happen now that the bill has been signed an actual bill number. That just happened this week. It is CACR 32. For those that uh, want to check out more details about it, I wrote up a piece over at nhexit.us. You can read more about it there. It has a super weak title already. Like, frivolous is the worst they've got. Yeah, well, they say, wasting time, frivolous, state secession proposal should die a quick death. So this is the Sentinel editorial. Sentinel, by the way, is the Keene newspaper. It's been around since like the late 1700s, so it's been around for a long time. Yeah, what, you know, it would be a shame to have people just start dropping their subscriptions to the Sentinel right now. Well, they're going to drop their subscriptions because most of their subscriptions are elderly people who are right. going to eventually die off. Um, their subscription numbers have been dying down of, over the last two decades. I remember reporting on it, I think, in 2013. I mean, they they were already taking a beating in like 2013. I wrote a story about it over at freekeen.com, like down thousands and thousands of subscribers Ouch. over the last 20 years. So the general court in Concord sees its share of quirky and sometimes downright wacky legislation filed each session, says the editorial board. These can be the product of pet peeves harbored or causes celebres promoted by citizen legislators who figure, what the heck? Every bill gets a committee hearing no matter how dim its prospects, so why not file this one? Perhaps then it was not surprising to learn that for the upcoming session, seven members of House, the House of Representatives have proposed a constitutional amendment calling for New Hampshire to secede from the United States and become a sovereign nation. Now, that's uh, interesting that the Sentinel would be both dismissive of this to suggest that it's, oh, it's just one of these these little bills. Yeah, all these wacky loons up there. There's 400 people in the state legislature. They put all kinds of crazy stuff up. But they don't write editorials about all of those. No. Hmm. It's just this one. Just this one. They feel threatened. They're they're hardcore statists, and they don't like that, you know, their hardcore statism is being dismissed. Residents of Cheshire County District 14, which takes in Dublin, Fitzwilliam, Harrisville, Jaffrey, Ringe, and Roxbury, could be forgiven. Surprised at learning that their representative, Matthew Santanastasso of Ringe, is one of the sponsors. Santanastasso, who was elected in 2020, has not yet shared his thinking on the amendment, so his constituents are left wondering what's motivated him to go to Concord to break up the union. And you know what his constituents are really thinking? Heck yeah. Guy's a hero. No, what they're really thinking is, should I shovel the driveway before making coffee or should I? <laughs> That's what they're really thinking. They well, have no idea. According to, I mean, not according to, but as far as I've seen from the people I have asked about uh, Washington, D.C., I don't think that the average New Hampshire person really feels represented by them 
or is very happy with them. So I really just I don't think that the Sentinel speaks for the majority of New Hampshire. Hell no. When I don't, they're saying this. I honestly don't think any modern news outlets speak for the majority of anybody. No, they speak it's for true. the status quo. Yeah. They speak for the system mm-hmm. as it is. They yeah. speak for the uh, the empire. Yeah, These the, are loyalists. The, the fourth estate is long dead at this point. Yeah. So, But some of his co-sponsors have spoken out, and their rationale is either intentionally ineffectual or downright alarming. In the former camp is co-sponsor Peter Tarosian of Atkinson, who told the Sentinel the proposed amendment is meant more as a statement than a practical matter. He conceded there was, quote, not a snowball's chance, unquote. The proposal would gain the 60% support it needs in each house, even before requiring a two-thirds popular vote to be adopted. Instead, Tarosian described it as, quote, a shot across the bow to the feds, unquote, although a more apt idiom is, quote, tilting at windmills, It's really sad that that's the kind of faith that people have in their supposed elected representatives, that they won't even they don't even expect them to vote to let the New Hampshire people vote on this. Yeah, that's true. And that will be that's ultimately the question is not whether or not the reps agree with secession. Right. But whether they simply agree with letting the people have their say. You know, speaking of this. tilting at windmills, I wonder which has sold more copies, Don Quixote or, or the Keen Sentinel. Keen Sentinel. <laughs> <laughs> then there's Representative Mike Sylvia of Belmont, a co-sponsor. He's not just a co-sponsor. He's the prime sponsor who shamefully speculated in an online video chat that the proposal might attract support from those who harbor such anti-immigrant beliefs as, quote, those dirty Mexicans or Guatemalans or whatever are coming across the border, bringing in COVID with them, unquote. What? Okay, that was the only time I've seen them, the media use that quote completely out of context. Usually they at least give him the fact that he said, this isn't my belief, right before he said those words. They do throw that in here. Uh, They say, as is too often the case with politicians, he disingenuously sought to distance himself from those views. Quote, this is not my feeling, unquote, he said, even while he aired them. And he's given no indication he wouldn't welcome support for his secession proposal from those who hold them. And you know what? I'd welcome that support. I would disagree with those people. I don't want to see a New Hampshire that has a closed border. But I understand that secession is an issue that will cut across political boundaries and it will get the people who, who want to see a closed border to agree in, a, in just this one moment with the libertarians who want to see an, you know, an open border and want to see freedom to travel because we, want, we all want to be away from the federal government. Yep. And, I, and I've said this, that this is going to be the primary schism. Once we secede from the United States, the freedom, quote unquote, freedom movement is going to schism right down over this particular issue. It's going to be the people who want to have a locked down border and the people who want to have freedom to travel yeah, in and out of right. New Hampshire. It's going to be but a huge know, schism. The One of the people that helped me finally, that was like the second to last thing that I stopped being a statist about mm-hmm. was... Uh, closed borders i used to think oh well obviously the borders have to be closed i don't i don't that's what they taught I don't us want in even school explain. yeah that's that's I, just memorization that was my issue too Bonnie, it was a long time ago adam kakesh uh, some video of his back in 2016 that was the final thing that got me to understand yeah we don't need closed borders and there shouldn't be a military indeed 
Just taking it back to the first segment. So uh, this led, let's see, House Speaker Sherman Packard to issue a statement that the House's Republican leadership disavows racial stereotyping, which that wasn't what he was doing, and has no involvement in promoting secession. So we already know the big boys in the Republican Party are going to go against this Mm because they love their federal government. They love their, you know, even though they don't like Joe Biden, they still love the idea of a huge ass federal government that they might be able to control. They are socialists. Tarosian is at least honest in offering his snowball's chance assessment of the proposed amendment's prospects. There was, of course, a cataclysmic civil war. Can't go, can't go through a mainstream media article about a secession proposal without re- talking about you know, civil war. calling that one up. We'll talk about that coming up here there, in moments. There have been bullies. That's just what that that's that, what that proves. Yep, exactly. And that was a violent movement for independence. This one is a peaceful movement for independence. It says it right there in the proposal, which they have yet to actually quote. More coming up. Is your broken heart stopping you from being authentically happy? My name is Jeremy West, and for a limited time, I am running a free online class to teach you what most people don't know about how to deal with your feelings, the simple way to deal with your negative thinking, the key to breaking your unhealthy relationship patterns, and so much more. No more feeling like a failure who will never find true love. No more self-medicating and ending up feeling even more miserable. And no more feeling like you'll never be someone who deserves an amazing partner. Sound good? You'll discover a new way to finally feel validated and loved. To stop trying to get your self-worth from the very people who tear it down. And to put you in control of your own happiness. So you never surrender that control to another person again in as little as eight weeks. Register now for my free online class at beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class. That's beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class. It's Free Talk Live. Phones are open if you want to join us here. You can bring up whatever is on your mind tonight. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We've been telling you about how Intercoin can help any business and organization launch their own currency or raise money using their own token. And Intercoin has now launched its investor token worldwide. And for the first time, it's available on an exchange. You can go to xmarkets.com. That's exmarkets.com. And sign up there with just an email address. You can keep your privacy intact, which is something that makes X Markets kind of unusual. Like they don't need to know your customer information. Uh, you can deposit dozens of different cryptocurrencies there, including Bitcoin, trade them for Tether, and then use that Tether to buy ITR, which is the Intercoin Investor Token. To learn more about the Intercoin vision, go to intercoin.org and you can buy or sell ITR on xmarkets.com, EX Markets. Dot com. You just might be advancing the cause of liberty around the world as we continue. Ian, Bonnie, and Matt in the studio tonight. We'll get back into more of the Keen Sentinel's attack against this, oh, this little piece of legislation that's just as insignificant as all of the other insignificant legislation that these state reps put forward. But they're going to go ahead and uh, make an editorial about it because it's just that insignificant. <laughs> Uh, So we'll tell you more about what they have to say here. Of course, they're bringing up the Civil War in the next paragraph. But first, we go to your phone calls and thoughts. Tommy's on the line listening to WGOW on FM down there in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Go ahead, Tommy. Oh, hey, I just wanted to say um, hello from Dixie to you, uh, Ian and Bonnie and Matt. And I wanted to thank you for your great show and uh, appreciate what you're doing there to spread the word about 
independence and secession and state sovereignty. Thanks. Um, and I was Thanks, gonna, dude. Yeah. I just wanted to tell you, one of the tricks that the, the, the media likes to play is they want to always muddy the waters with getting you to react to a, an accusation, a false accusation regarding race, it, whenever there's something positive that you want to propose. And so I would just suggest trying to emphasize the constitutional freedom and economic liberty aspects of secession and not not always be defensive against these accusations that they make um, that are unfounded and erroneous. No, I get where you're where you're coming from. Uh, the reason we're bringing this up is because it's the first hit piece against the yeah. secession proposal, and we like to talk. You know, we like to have people on the show that we disagree with. But of course, the Sentinel editorial staff isn't going to come on the air and do an interview with uh, with Free Talk Live. So this is a way <laughs> to this is a way to to look at what the people who support the status quo, the uh, the supporters of the empire, are having to say. Mm. What are their objections? What because they they're trying to persuade people. That's It'd be why they if they called in, but they're cowards. Yeah, no, that's why they wrote this article. They want to persuade their readers to keep the status quo to not contact yeah. their state reps to not support this particular uh, piece of legislation to get on the ballot and certainly to not vote for it if it does get on the ballot so they're, they're trying to change people's minds so we have to be able to address whatever issues they're going to bring up and you're right they yeah. are going to be the negative people they're they're the ones always all of their stories have to be negative because it sells and i do like your point caller try to stay positive yeah there's no doubt about it um tommy other things you want to share go ahead yeah, no, just keep up the good work. And there was something else that I wanted to bring to your attention that you may not know about. But back in the 1970s, there was a something called the Liberty Amendment to abolish the IRS or, or actually abolish the income tax, hmm. uh, the national income tax. And I was just wondering if that committee still existed that proposed that. They had had maybe a half dozen states that passed this Liberty Amendment hmm. back in, in the 70s and 80s. And uh it was something that I thought was a great idea, but it, it just sort of dropped off the radar in the 2000s, and I didn't know if you had ever read the text of that. Proposal. I have never heard of that. Um, I got to say, though, any kind of effort to change the federal government seems like a huge waste of time to me. It makes more sense to just advocate for independence. I mean, I think you've got better chance. I mean, as as pie in the sky as secession might seem to some people, I think it's a better chance of that happening than of uh, you know changing, asking yeah. them, begging them to change their well, rules. Yeah, in D.C. Well, yeah, yeah, and just remember, you know, Reagan spoke at the Berlin Wall. I think two or three years before it came down, and everybody laughed at him that it was un- impossible. So things can change very quickly, yes. and w- what's happening right now in the world. I, I, I would think that, like you said earlier, their extreme reaction against this proposal for secession shows that they realize that there is a mood in the country that would be supportive of it. Yep. Absolutely so, right, Tommy. Thanks for the call tonight, man. I appreciate hearing from you. And mm-hmm. the next step for us is to have people contact the uh, state representatives on the on the committee that's going to hear this piece of legislation. So in New Hampshire, every bill gets a hearing. Every bill has a public hearing where anyone can show up and speak for or against the bill. I'm going to go there and I'm going to speak. I'm writing a speech. Excellent. And a lot of people, I think, are going to do that. In fact, the more people we can get to show up to that hearing, I mean, if you think about it, this is probably the most important political hearing that has happened thus far in our history of living here in new hampshire this is a big one this is huge there's never been a proposal like this there's never been a proposal like this that i've been aware of at least and if i'm wrong correct me on this but there was a proposal in texas to have a bill that if it were passed 
would have created a non-binding resolution for the Texas legislature to begin considering to think about how to start looking at seceding. Okay, so there would have been actually no real resolution. There's nothing there, right? Like it was just a statement. That's all it would have been. And it never even got a hearing. They buried it. So, you know, Texas is the big secession state, right? Like, oh, Texas, they've got, you know, they've got their S together. And then, then there's a lot of people in Texas that support secession, no doubt about it. But the system there isn't designed to be accessible. The system there allowed the people at the top of the heap to crush that secession bill. And again, even if it did pass, it would be a non-binding resolution. And to I think that's why even at the beginning of the United States, they kept Texas so big because... It, you just can't get anything done. It's like a lot of the, uh, you know, most freedom-oriented people in the country, but they can't get anything done. Yeah. I mean, Texas, you know, it's okay on business freedoms, but it's one of the worst states for personal freedoms. It's number 49 as far as Is it really? personal freedoms. Yeah, yeah check that out shocked the, me. Check out the Freedom in the 50 States study that just got published, uh, the 2021 edition. It actually used to be number 50, so it's moved up. I bet it's... it's uh, I New mean, York is now number 50 on personal freedoms. When they get the... Um, 2020 and 2021 numbers. I bet it'll go down because it seems like go down just... as in below from 49 below 50. to 50. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to well, be 51. But they are competing with New York. It's going to be a neck and neck race for just the absolute worst place. Texas. Yeah. You can't be a stripper now in Texas unless you're 21. what 21. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know you can't have an abortion. You're if caught you... with marijuana, you're going to prison. If your baby is stillborn, you have to give birth to it. Let's go to Zephan. He's on the line in New Hampshire. You're hey, Zephan. Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Zephan. Hey, guys. So um, I'm really excited about the secession thing. And nice. as you guys know, in, in New Hampshire, uh, there's a lot of uh, sagas for liberty that happen concurrently. Right. Um, and one of those is uh, what's been going on in the Timberlane School District. Uh, and so I, I don't want to bore you guys to that too much because there are a lot of details with this, but... Uh, to keep it short, uh, two week, or uh, several weeks ago, um, the chair of the New Hampshire Libertarian Party, uh, Nolan, uh, was arrested at the school board meeting for right. essentially uh, calling them out and speaking out of line. And Actually, so no, he wasn't result- even speaking out of line. Uh, he was sitting quietly in the audience in a yeah. segregated uh, audience. So they were demanding that the people who were unmasked go into a special segregated audience area and he and his wife had decided they were just going to sit like, you know, it was any old normal times in the normal area. And yeah. th- and they stopped the meeting specifically to target him for arrest. Uh, the video is over at freekeen.com if you, if you haven't seen it. I took all the different angles available, the official uh, school footage, the school board's footage. I took his uh, camera and I took the camera of another lady that just happened to send her, her video into him. So you can see like a multi-angle of... Of what happened there, but that's not the first time they did this, Zeph. And they also arrested a lady in her late fifties, Kate Bossy. Yeah, I think it was her name. In uh, I think it was back in May. Yeah. For the exact same thing, she wouldn't wear a mask. I know you had a point you wanted to make, so stand by. We'll, we'll bring it back here. This Zeph on the line, a newer mover here to New Hampshire. I think he just moved up earlier this year. Yeah, all around good dude. Too, yeah, that great seven. guy, and uh, he's getting active in the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance, and you know, he's really jumped out and started running. He's a doer. When he got here from California. Uh huh. One of the worst states to be smart guy yep 603-283-6160 you can join us here this is free talk live it's free talk 
Facebook Live, phones open. If you want to join us here, the number is 603-283-6160. We're talking about independence. Uh, I, you know what? I had had it in show prep tonight, but somebody called in to bring it up, so we're definitely going to talk about it. I'm a huge fan of the idea. In fact, I think all three of us are here in the studio. With you tonight, it's Ian. It's Bonnie. And Matt. And don't forget, you can join us online anytime you want at freetalklive.com. Coming up at the end of the year, we're going to do New Year's Eve. We're going to do a Freer Talk Live episode, which means we're going to be ringing in the new year with you here uh, on our live internet feed version of the show. After I love the radio Freer show. Talk Live. Freer Talk Live is the best. It's so much fun to do those shows. And you're going to be uh, possibly a winner if you are a Free Talk Live supporter of the AMPS program. Because we're going to do a drawing for a BitBox. And we've given away one BitBox already uh, under a different circumstance. Now we're giving one away to anybody who happens to be a member of the AMPS program. So another reason to join up. Of course, the main reason to join should be that you want to help spread the ideas of freedom as far and as wide as possible through Free Talk Live at amps.freetalklive.com. But what is the BitBox? It is a hardware wallet and it's 100% open source. So that sets it apart from a lot of the competition out there in the world of hard- hardware cryptocurrency wallets, specifically for Bitcoin, Ethereum, and I believe Litecoin. If you've got some of those cryptos, you definitely want to check out the BitBox over at box.freetalklive.com. You can learn more about it there. You can buy I have one. one. I like yep. it. Yep, it's a slick little uh, unit. You can go to box.freetalklive.com, use code FTL, you'll save 5% on yours. And again, we're giving one away to one of our lucky supporters of the AMPS program at amps.freetalklive.com. That giveaway again, New Year's Eve, you can join us for Freer Talk Live after the radio show ends, probably around 10.30 Eastern, so we'll start that show. Uh, Let's go back to Zephan. He's on the line in New Hampshire. Zephan, go ahead with your thoughts. All right. So just continuing uh, with the Timberlane uh, school board, uh, the reason why Nolan uh, was you know, fighting against them and uh, why a lot of us have stood with them since then is because the state uh, is trying to force its religious values of masking uh, on children. And so that's what we were standing up for originally. And so since then, um, they've been happening every two weeks. Mm-hmm. And uh, there have been a sizable amount of Liberty folks there. Cause this is New Hampshire. Um, and, and last, uh, two weeks ago, they actually, uh, shut down the, uh, comments, uh, period, um, mm. because they just were too afraid to hear what anyone had to say. Wow. Uh, let's, and, uh, luckily this week they opened it back up and, oh boy, have, uh, they gotten much worse since then. Not only did they, uh, did they mandate that kids had to wear masks, they also, uh, they also kind of covered for a teacher that was engaging in sexual misconduct with a minor. What? Uh, they were, yeah, they were also uh, um, like there was a school, like there was a worry about a school shooting that was happening, and they didn't inform any of the employees or any of the parents. Um, let's see what else. Before uh, you go on with that, I'm curious. It sounds like you're saying a group of liberty activists has been attending this particular meeting since the arrest or more of them have been attending since the arrest of the chairman of the libertarian party of new hampshire are they going and and committing civil disobedience by doing what the chairman did and sitting in the normal section instead of uh segregating themselves into the uh the disabled disabled, quote-unquote section as the school board is calling it are they uh committing that civil disobedience act so uh, at this time, they're not committing the civil disobedience. Uh, um, that's too bad. That's ki- kind of a bummer, but 
Um, because of his action, it's no longer called the disabled section. It's now just like half the room is dedicated to those that are unmasked because we there's essentially just as much of us as there is of the masked crowd. Um, so, so it's not back I, in the back where you have to go in over stairs to get to it anymore. No, like that no, was so it's ridiculous. Split right down, it's split right down the middle, um, um, like like right in the middle of the room. So, are they, um, now have you personally been to one of these? Yeah, I've been to everyone since uh, since Nolan got arrested. Are they still? Uh, Nolan had told me that they have a special segregated entrance for those who are unmasked. Are they still trying to get unmasked people to go in a separate entrance? Uh, no, that wasn't the case uh, okay. this time. In fact, um, a group of us actually sort of stood uh, next to the mask bowl and were like, hey, um, you know, if somebody wanted to pick up a mask, we were like, hey, you know, you don't have to wear a mask. Like, it's not required. And, <laughs> nice. and, and, and they're like, really? And we're like, yeah. And so we got a couple of people to end up not wearing masks as a result good. of that. So That's um, good. But, it's sad how many like, people are willing to just go along to get along and not actually stand up for freedom. But just a little bit of uh, you know encouragement, a little you know, set yeah. the example, and all of a sudden they'll they'll climb on board. Yep. Yeah, but I mean, uh, the sad part is that despite all of us you know standing against the tyranny of these medical fascists, like um, they still don't listen. They're still just as unaccountable as yeah. before. I I I sort of think that the only way that you can get these people to listen is to just defund the public school system. Yeah, that's it. And Absolutely. The only, way that you do that, the only way that you do that is with one child at a time, you know? And Well, that's one um, way you can do it. The other way is you actually get enough people in the state legislature to pass some sort of thing that actually abolishes government schools. I mean, they're yeah. they're nibbling around the edges right now, like with the educational savings account thing that they created here in New Hampshire. And the Democrats are pissed about that. Zephanin, oh, yeah. I know that you must know because I looked through the, um, what are they, the bills that mm-hmm. are proposed for this year, and it seems like the biggest thing that the Democrats are coming up with is trying to get rid of that um savings account it, it seems like that's the thing that oh yeah they hate made it. the democrats oh, the most totally. angry they hate the education freedom accounts i mean i uh, i'd say that uh one-tenth of the bills that are proposed uh you know are like something to do with the education freedom account trying they, to attack they, it yeah that this is a threat to their monopoly for sure and aren't the numbers showing like 75 percent of new hampshire parents support school choice or something like that yeah that's 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 what I've seen is that there's an overwhelming amount of support for uh, parents to have ownership over the education of their children. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's a big shock. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we're moving in the right direction here with this and what's happening. And, and they pointed this out. Uh, the Free State uh, Free State New NH on Twitter has been pointing out some of the, the uh, just absolute shrieking that the people on the left have been doing over this particular issue. They, in, in many cases, are so frustrated. Some of them are leaving. And that's the thing. It's like a lot of people think that there's going to be more status moving into New Hampshire. And it's just I don't believe that at all. I think we're creating a place that is actually a deterrent uh, to a lot of these people. They're literally sharing with with their friends on Facebook or t- or Twitter or whatever why they don't like living here anymore. And, and it why looks like no an one should... advertisement to yeah. Liberty people. Yeah. And why no one should move here. Who's a who is, an, you know, an ardent statist. So and, is that... uh, just, Go ahead. just just one final thing. And then, uh, you know, I could let you guys get on to talking about secession because that's that's got to be one of my favorite topics um like so if there's one thing that um anyone listening to me gets out of this it's just take your kids out of the public school best thing you can do that is what you have to do if you hate these parents and if you want to 
be any sort of threat to them. Like, like make sure that you are in control of your child's education. There is nothing more than they hate than that. So on that note, thanks, guys. Well, and to that end, uh, this program that we mentioned that the, the people on the left really hate – uh, is out there, and it is called the Education Freedom Account. You mentioned that, uh, Zephan. And so so parents who have their kids in the government school and who want to, and I don't know if it if it applies to homeschool. I've heard a rumor that it does, uh, but so, it's certain. No? So um, the Education Freedom Accounts can be used for uh, any uh, education of the parents' choosing. So nice. I, a lot of libertarians are like, you could even uh, purchase the, uh, Ron Paul homeschool <laughs> curriculum with it, which is absolutely that's, awesome. that's amazing. Yep, that's amazing. So and there's, so there's basically there's money available that you already paid if you pay property taxes in New Hampshire, and if you pay rent, you're paying property taxes uh, that that you've paid for that you can actually get to put towards this education of your choice. It's an amazing program, and there's nothing quite like it out there. Uh, Zephan, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate it. And by the way, he's doing a lot of work over with the uh, New Hampshire Liberty Alliance at nhliberty.org. If you are out there listening. To to all the cool stuff coming out of New Hampshire, the legislative changes that we're seeing here, the free staters that are in office and the you know the work that they're doing and you want to help support it, but you haven't been able to figure out how to move here yet or you know your wife or your husband just isn't willing to, to move here and you still want to support this movement, the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance is a great organization to contribute to. So look them up over at nhliberty.org. I know, Bonnie, you recently joined this particular organization because Zephyr yeah, was saying such the, good things about it. I want to uh, help him do the work he's doing. I, I just have so much stuff I'm working on, so I haven't started yet. But I did start reading a lot of the bills. And um, what he does is he grades it like, an, I don't know what the grading system is, but um, like Yeah, they have ABC. like a computer program where you just go through and you answer questions about and the And then bill. You, you will help them determine how liberty-oriented each bill is to help... Um, the people vote. If you're a parent and you're interested in that Education Freedom account thing, check out educationfreedomnh.org. They've got a gorgeous-looking website. The best thing my parents did for me was homeschool me kindergarten to third grade and then eighth grade. I I think about it all the time, how grateful I am that I was homeschooled, at least part of my education. I think it's done amazing things. Educationfreedomnh.org. We'll continue with more of the attack against the secession bill, the independence bill uh, being attacked in the mainstream media already. It's Free Talk Live. The new fourth edition of Healing Our World, The Compassion of Libertarianism, will take your understanding of liberty to a deeper level and has over 1,300 updated references, new cartoons, and a forward by Dr. Ron Paul. With discounts for multiple book purchases, the fourth edition of Healing Our World is a great gift for the liberals, pragmatists, environmentalists, and Christians in your life who think libertarianism is cold-hearted. Get yours today at healing.freetalklive.com and use promo code FTL for a $5 discount. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, kicking off the third hour of the program. Open phones. You can join us here with you in the studio. It's Ian. It's Bonnie. And Matt. Join us online anytime over at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features on the site that you can avail yourself of, including archives that uh, go back a ways. Uh, you can easily access the archives there on the front page of the website or click around the menus to discover all kinds of uh, neat things that you can do at freetalklive.com. We're going to get back into the attack piece 
against the secession bill that's not just a normal bill. This is a constitutional amendment that has been proposed here in New Hampshire, and it's already setting off the loyalists, the loyalists to the U.S. empire on the editorial board of the Keene Sentinel, which is one of the oldest newspapers, I think, in America. It was founded in the late 1700s. And look how shameful they are after all these years. Yeah. yeah, and they just have themselves all over that U.S. federal government. They love the feds. And we're going to continue with their opinion piece here in just a moment. But first, we go to, let's see, Sarah's on the line in New Mexico. Yes, I I just wanted to call in about that when I was in El Paso visiting, I finally got to eat at the Raising King, the chicken finger place. I heard good mm. things. It's it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just wanted to know that, but they were, what the deal was that they wanted to come into New Mexico and open up a store. So... Uh, people were really excited, and they were talking about on the local show. Mm-hmm. So I had an opportunity to eat there. I, I just wanted to really find out what, like, why it was so great. You know what I mean? Hmm. So, but I think why it was, was a little it? bit more. Um, you know what? I, I was quite impressed with the chicken. It was really moist, and it and it's it tasted like they did marinate it for some time. And I think they only use fresh chicken. I don't think hmm. there's anything. So they're slaughtering the chickens out back. That's sweet. Well, the sauce is so good. The sauce has anchovies in it. That's the secret sauce or to the what? sauce. That's weird. And yeah. You would never guess. It's just some kind of like honey mustard looking sauce, but huh. like I don't know. It's so good. And it's called what? Raising cane. Yeah, raising cane. Yeah, raising cane. It's after yeah, raising his dog's cane name. Um, so are are they in New Hampshire? I mean, they're, no, they're I don't know anything about them. them. No, that's totally like a southern and western thing. Yeah, I they're think. in like Louisiana and Texas. I don't know where else. Is it fried chicken? Yeah, yeah. I, like, I get like for. the chicken tenders. They always have Texas toast. Do they have like a spicy chicken. You got to have that I nowadays, think, right? Uh, no, I don't know don't that kind of. A, they don't have like they don't have spicy mild or anything, but just what? Yeah, I don't think so. Chicken. They have good fries. They, I love their fries. They're like the crinkle cut kind. All right, we're going to need to get them a sponsorship yeah, yeah. here. They're <laughs> get a lot of free promotion. They have good sweets here. So, Sarah, you were just calling to t- you know, give us a review of the of the chain. Well, yeah, because uh, they're gonna. I think they're gonna come into New Mexico, mm-hmm. and uh, the local show host, like the Bob Clark show, he was like all excited. He gets excited over In and Out burgers from California, and and then uh, he talks about these kind of stuff. And so I just, I'm so excited that I got to taste it. And it was really quite good. But we, we got pipe-ass chicken and we got Chick-fil-A is here. Well, wh- how would you compare it to those two? Because I think a lot of the listeners have probably had some experience with either Popeye's or Chick-fil-A or both. I have personally had both of those uh, in my lifetime. How would you compare the Raising Cane's to either or, or both of those? Well, um... You know, the the one thing that I noticed about the chickens were that they were really, really moist and very, very moist. I mean, moist compared to the other two places. So that's my, my assumption was they, they either marinated the meat to soak in the moisture and then the batter kept the, the I mean, they batter all of it, but it seems like they, they must use fresh chicken only 
and never frozen. Now, I, uh, I, I wouldn't say necessarily that, uh, you know, Chick-fil-A is not a moist chicken. They seem to have yeah. it down. Uh, but would you say the flavor, because, you know, ultimately it's the flavor that I think really is sells it. Was the flavor something that, you know, you would say they're number one or not quite as good as, uh, as Chick-fil-A or what? Well, I think, I don't know if, they're ha- if they do like organic chicken. I know that the Chick-fil-A is, they're known for that. That's what makes them good. They I've never heard that. Is that true chicken? about Chick Fil A? They do organic. Oh, what really what the hell does that even mean? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> what does that, yeah, that, what does that mean when it comes? Reason, that's what. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's why I've heard of organic so fruits yeah. and vegetables before, and I think it's a lot of it's just BS. But well, I don't think they're. I think it means they're not pumping the animals full of antibiotics. The fake stuff. Yeah, yeah. 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 When they say organic chicken, they they yeah. feed them like grain, like vegetarian what they're supposed to eat instead of like animal mm. byproducts. They yeah. just feed them everything. And they pump them up with hormones. So Chick-fil-A, their chickens are just natural. All right. So you didn't so buy Raising Cane no- stock before you made this phone call, <laughs> did you? Oh, no, no. Okay. I, I don't I do not do that kind of stocking <laughs> chain. Just, you know, I just like looked that. them up. No. I just looked them up, Sarah. And they're the closest one to us. They're apparently one in Boston. One by Boston, yeah. yeah. Well, and you know, and you know what? Before we before we get Sarah out the phone, I got a question for okay. You know, I, I'm in this uh, a, a mini debate with my beautiful and loving girlfriend Nikki, who you might know from uh, Wednesday and Sunday nights on Free Talk Live. Mm-hmm. But Nikki uh, has this thing where she wants a garden, and that's code for I want you to buy me a house and put babies in me. <laughs> and what I want instead is a really fast, loud car. Should I get a really fast, loud car? <laughs> Or make babies and buy a house. Babies and buy a house. I'm asking Sarah. <laughs> Sarah. Um. Well, I mean, what what do you want to do? You know what? If if you if she wants babies, you don't want to have babies. You're not going to get along too well. Too well, well, I mean, I'll, I'm, I'm 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 fine either way. I, I'm a I'm a pretty easy to please person, but I really like a 500 horsepower Camaro that makes a lot of noise. <laughs> Well, I guess you're not ready to settle down, but you know what? You can't compromise it. That's one of those having children, having no children that make it or break it. So you're taking, so you're taking Nikki's side on this one. <laughs> so I have to buy a house well, no, and a you, garden. You have to be true to your, you have to be true to yourself. You want children? <laughs> hey, that's good advice. I'm good either way, though. Yeah. I'm good either way. Thanks, Sarah, for the call tonight. I appreciate it. It's the first time I've, you know, I really heard her give some good advice. You well, got to be true to yourself. You know, you just got to find people's niche. That's all there is to it. Raising canes uh, there in Boston, Massachusetts, and I don't know where else, but I'm, I'm surprised. I hate El Paso. Considering they're, considering they're like a southern chain, that they're that far north, so I guess they're uh, I guess they're spreading out. Yeah. So good for them. Uh, it's hard to it's hard to beat the Chick Fil A customer service though. I mean, those guys. Chick Fil A is like I mean, uh, Raising Cane's is like they kind of try to do the same thing. Oh, really? It's another place where I would pick up an Uber Eats order and I would see a huge line, but I wouldn't be worried about it because I know I'd just be like, they'd move it through. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just like Chick Fil A, like that. Yeah, and the Chick Fil A people are genuinely such sweethearts too. I don't know how they find that many sweet. I don't know people. if it's truly genuine, but they seem like it. Oh man, they seem really, really nice. <laughs> yeah, that's my pleasure, sir. They always say that. It's my oh, pleasure. I hate that. I don't know why, but I really hate the word pleasure. Also, moist, and she kept saying moist. <laughs> I think it's a nice touch. It's to me, it's a line that is very unique to Chick Fil A. You don't hear it anywhere else. I remember the first time I heard it. I think I was in Austin, Texas, at a Chick Fil A there. I'm like, hmm. And then I heard it again. I thought, oh, they tell their their staff to say this. At first, I just thought it was the lady. You know, just that the one person I happen to be speaking with who is using that that line. It's like, oh, that's a 
That's a good line. It's my pleasure. Well, you know, people at Chick-fil-A, they get one day off a week for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, Sundays. That, that's a, everybody gets Sunday off at Chick-fil-A. That's which, what I don't like about Chick-fil-A. Uh, me too. Mm-hmm. But that, you know, my only critique. I could see how that could be, you know, if you were like... Besides a, all religious thing. If you're some 17, 18, 19-year-old that really liked a party and you were guaranteed you're getting Sunday off, you could really hoe down on Saturday nights and not have to worry about going to work the next day. So that's kind of a perk. Don't you know like multiple gay guys who just love Chick-fil-A? Yes, I would say that they're the biggest fans of (laughs) Chick-fil-A in my friend group. And I'm always telling them like, we shouldn't go there and spend our our money there because they give money to conversion camps. And they're just (laughs) like, I don't care what people do with their money. And I love (laughs) Chick-fil-A. Is that what they're called? They're called conversion camps? Pray the gay away camps? I know that's what I call them. Pray the gay away camps. I didn't know they called them conversion camps. Yeah, let's try to convert people, I guess. They sent Aria to one when she was growing up. That was one of the best stories I've ever heard anyone tell. And we got to get an episode of Free Your Talk Live going so she can tell. Oh, that, uncensored. Yeah, an uncensored. Yeah. That is an absolutely hilarious story she has to tell about her Pray Away at the Gay Camp. Well, it's not clear if she's going to be here on New Year's Eve yet. She might be. It just depends on uh, the party situation, I guess, because she's free to go out and party, unlike That's right. uh, some of us. Uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. We're going to continue with the attack against the New Hampshire independence movement and the, the bill that could make it happen. Coming up. is free talk live and you can bring up what you want here number 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 in the studio tonight you've got ian and bonnie and matt we're talking about the new hampshire exit the proposal to leave peacefully mind you to say goodbye to the united states federal government sorry it hasn't been fun it's been abusive. We're leaving. And we're leaving peacefully. That's the most important aspect of this. The uh, the hit piece that the editorial staff at the Keene Sentinel, one of the oldest newspapers, the oldest paper in New Hampshire, probably one of the oldest in the United States, uh, that uh, they're all about the federal government. They're all about keeping the status quo. So they wrote themselves a hit piece about this piece of legislation that if it passes the state house and the state senate with 60% of the vote in both house and the senate, Uh, Then it will go on the ballot in 2022. It will then require two-thirds of the New Hampshire voters to vote for it. So it's a bit of a high bar to pass. But if it does get through, then it's pretty much, you know, a done deal. I mean, it's this, this is a secession bill. This isn't some bill to start thinking about considering how to begin talking about seceding. This is just doing it. This is it. And so that's one of the reasons why they're freaking out. That's one of the reasons why they're not just ignoring this. Because if they were to ignore it then it probably wouldn't get as much, you know, controversy. It wouldn't get as much attention. So I've got to say, I'm grateful for the New Hampshire, uh, the uh, the Keene Sentinel for writing this attack piece against it. The more they attack this, the better off it's going to be for us. I wonder what Sig and Ruger will do. Who's that? The gun manufacturers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they Sig has a couple of giant contracts with the U.S. military. And if, mm. if New Hampshire is a foreign country at that point, like, how are they going to? I would think that they would be able to import guns from outside of the United States. Yeah, but that would be the un-American thing to do. Not buying American, <laughs> they're not buying American-made products at that point. Well, let's just say that's the least of my concerns. But I think secession is pretty American. That's true. I mean, what, is, what could be more American than, patently American. than leaving a, t- a tyranny? So we did it before, and so this is basically New Hampshire doing again what we've done in the past. We said goodbye to the king. Mm-hmm. 
you know, in the late 1700s. So I'm going to continue with this attack piece here where the uh, New Hampshire, or sorry, the Keene Sentinel's editorial board is saying, wasting time, frivolous state secession proposal should die a quick death. And so, of course, they've got to bring up the Civil War. They say there was, of course, a cataclysmic civil war fought 160 years ago in large measure by the northern states, New Hampshire prominently among them, to resolve that no individual state has a right to secede. And the Supreme Court and legal scholars have since asserted the same. Well, who gives a flip about what they think, about what the people who were willing to kill their countrymen think about whether or not people should be able to say goodbye? Oh, the abusive boyfriend said you can't leave, so... That means you can't leave. He beat you once before, girl. You better stay right where you Mm -hmm. are. It's ridiculous. But that's the best argument they have, is that, oh, federal government's going to murder you if you try this again. And the reason I said it's uh, proof that the Keen Sentinel is just pro-bullying is that's all that somebody winning a war and settling a dispute means. It's just if you're the biggest bully to the people who you don't want to leave you... Then you win, and that's just how we should, you know, make laws for the rest of the country to live by for forever. Stupid. So, they say here, the co-sponsors seem to be motivated by their objection to what they perceive as federal intrusion on personal freedoms. That's, of course, a legitimate position to hold, but it's one that in our constitutional democracy should be advanced through the democratic process of selecting enough representatives to Congress who share that view. Oh, so just work within the system that has created the largest federal government that we've ever seen, the most intrusive bureaucracy. What's non-democratic about the way that this is happening? Oh, it's not the right way of democratic things. See, you're supposed to go and elect people to D.C. Just try to change the system. I don't. How would that get us out of D.C.? I don't understand what they're trying to say. You can make it better. Just try to change it. Look, don't leave. You can't leave. You can just ask him to stop being abusive and mean. Just change the boyfriend for the abusive boyfriend from the inside. You'll persuade him. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking if if secession ever went through, the people who were writing that article would be clear enemies of the people of the state of New Hampshire. Oh, yeah. Or the country of. Well, they're loyalists. Yeah. They go on. They say, instead, it's a cynical waste of legislative time and effort for state representatives to propose uh, breaking away from the union just to underscore a point. It recalls a similarly specious bill introduced some 20 years ago by then state senator and now executive counselor David Wheeler, calling for New Hampshire to secede from the union if the federal deficit got too big, a remedy the Milford Republicans seem to have conveniently abandoned while the deficit began ballooning again under former President George W. Bush. Now, that sounds like a legitimate critique. Yeah, I would say so. Right? Like, you got somebody on the right who says, deficit's getting too big. we got to secede. And then as soon as a Republican gets elected, he throws it's it okay away. It's okay to have a gigantic so, def- yeah. yeah, so they got that's the one good point that they got. That sounds like a great bill. I'd get behind it if it was happening today. Yeah, I wonder what... Uh, they said it was 20 years ago, so I wonder what he considered to be too big. Because whatever it <laughs> yeah, is, right. it's 29 long past. Yeah. compared to what we have now. Yeah. Is 29 trillion too big? It is big? currently 20, over 29 trillion. In, oh, no, they're talking about deficits. That's different than the debt. Oh. So the deficit is the difference between the amount that they budgeted for the year and the amount they actually spent. Right. Which mm-hmm. oh. is probably way higher now than it was 20 years ago, too, with all the COVID trillions. Which is okay because Elon Musk is going to pay taxes this year and, you know, it's all going to bounce back because of that and the poor will be fed. And- well... Biden even said this year, 
the United States federal government always pays their debts when they come due. And that's why I'm raising our whatever the debt it, ceiling. Our, our ceiling. That's like I'm going to get a bigger credit card because I'm fiscally responsible. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's just silly. There's no shortage of serious issues, says the paper, to be debated and resolved and conquered. A petulant, we're going to take our ball and go home proposal to yank New Hampshire out of the union rather than work to improve it should not be one of them. And the proposed amendment should die a quick death in the legislature. It'll be a lot of work once we secede from the union. I I still think there'll be lots of things to do. Sure. To make New Hampshire, you know, the most free and peaceful, prosperous place it can be. I don't think it's just whatever he's trying to say. Like, um, you know, when we don't want to put in the work to make a great society. That's stupid. Yeah, this is just straight up love for the federal government. This is just pure. I don't even know if it obedience. is. You know what? I'm not sure if it is love for federal government. I don't think those people look at it that way. I think they do everything through the scope of fear. Hmm. They're afraid of everything, and they think that you know, keeping things. Ardently, the way they are is safer than the unknown. Mm, so, yeah, the, that is true for a lot of people. You know, I don't think they, I don't think they really even do love the federal government. I don't think they understand it. They I just think, think they're, like, they're afraid of them killing us. Yep, I think. Yeah, I well, they don't. The unknown. They want to be able to yeah. use it too. I think they want to be able to use the bad parts of the federal government. Yeah. against people. Yep, and they see it as a savior and a parental figure and all kinds of other things. It's a, there's mental illness going yeah. on there. Yeah. Definitely. And this isn't going to be the last attack. As I said, this is, from what I can tell, the first one. There have been some letters to the editor that have been written to other newspapers attacking this particular bill. By the way, it's CACR 32. If you want to learn more about the New Hampshire Independence Bill that has been filed, it's going to get a hearing. And it will be voted on by the by at least the state house. So it's historic in that way. No, no other state has had anything like this happen in our lifetime. Specious. Uh, you can uh, check it out over at nhexit.us. we got more Free Talk Live coming up, and you can join us. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want here. The number, 603-283-6160. Take control of the airwaves. With you in the studio tonight, Ian. Bonnie. And Matt. 603-283-6160. And you can join us online anytime over at freetalklive.com. We've got a Matrix chat server there at chat.freetalklive.com. We can interact with some of our favorite trolls and least favorite, depending on who you like and who you don't. There's an interesting group of characters over there, and they're there all day, all night long over at chat.freetalklive.com. Before we get into your story here, Bonnie, I do want to give a, a nobody quote. We've uh, You've been dutifully selecting quotes from our friend and co-host, well, you know, currently not a co-host because the federal government won't let him be on the radio, uh, but nobody who has been on the air with us for many years here on Free Talk Live. Uh, you've been selecting classic nobody quotes from various nobody writings and uh, interviews and on-air appearances, and so we've been sharing those uh, with our audience as the days have gone by in the last few weeks, and here's the latest one. This one's a short one. Crypto is not a crime. It's a good one. True story. And that's the way it ought to be. Unfortunately, here in the United States, uh, many people have gone to jail. And they are trying to put uh, multiple hosts of Free Talk Live, including myself, 
Aria, Nobody, and three of our uh, friends behind bars. We call them the Crypto Six. You can go to thecrypto6.com and you can learn more about what uh, you know what they are alleged that we were we were doing. Uh, you know they don't like it when you do things without their permission. Cryptocurrency is computer code that was created without permission because it didn't need permission and it should continue to be that way. Mm. Computer code is just a language and free speech is a thing. Yep. So. Yeah, and that's an uh, interesting argument and you know if this ever makes it to trial, which it's now scheduled for November of next year, for now. Uh, for now, if this ever makes it to trial, then I think that might be something we're talking about during that trial. Totally. Is this is free speech code, computer code. Somebody wrote that. Yep. And so are we talking about money or are we talking about zeros and ones, a digital thing that people can trade? What's the difference? Is this money? Because if you actually go up and you look up the definition of money, you'll find that it money has to adhere to certain principles. And as much as I like cryptocurrency and it's not money. As useful as it can be, it doesn't exactly meet the definition of money. So I think they're going to have a real interesting and difficult case to make here uh, as we you know, aren't planning on taking, uh, taking the plea. So we, uh, we will see how this shakes the out. The people in power are going down hard and they don't know what to do about it. They're, they've realized it at this point. They're lashing out. They're lashing out. These are the death throes and That's- they're going to attack and they're going to try to kill and poison mm-hmm. everything they can inside on the way down because that's the type of subhuman trash they are that's the dinosaur in the tar pit in fact, it's the dinosaur in the tar pit that quote of from nobody was from the day i scooped him out of jail oh nice yeah and uh that was kokesh that was referencing that too earlier talking about the you know the system is is going down yeah, and they know it it's 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 no longer viable it's uh government is something that we've all liked and i'd love to say that i was the I was the brave revolutionary that took it down, but none of us are. It's cryptocurrency. It's, <laughs> it's taking it down. Thank you, Satoshi Nakamoto, for you know swinging that sword one time and walking away. And, and Hillary Clinton will say that you're right. Yep, will she? Yeah, I oh, know. She did you hear out. that uh, quote from her? No. What? Oh, you'll love it. Do you have the exact quote, Ian? No, don't have it handy. So she said, "We're running out of time because cryptocurrency is basically going to be the end of the state." She didn't say that last part, but she did literally say we're running out of time. She said what? it's a threat to the the state, and I can't remember. She she said it's a it's a threat to society, but what she meant was government. I love that these old power junkies are getting old. And they're starting to slip, and they're like the way they really feel is like leaking Coming out. out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was interesting. Like Joe Biden, he loves the kids jumping on his lap. I mean, that stuff's <laughs> hilarious. Like he would have never said that stuff ten years ago when he had his <laughs> brain firmly placed in his skull. Now he doesn't. Let's go to Richard. He's on the line in New Mexico. Richard, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Richard. Yeah, I uh, have heard Barney that is associated with your program talk about Tooele, Utah. So I want to tell Barney that my family was associated uh, with Tooele, Utah from 1950 until 1970. And I'm a graduate of Tooele High School in 1969. That's crazy. I graduated in Dugway Proving Ground. Do you know where that is? Hello? Richard, can you hear hear you? Can you hear us? Yes, yes. Do you know where Dugway Proving Ground is outside of Tooele? 
Uh, I was a security guard at Dugway Proving Ground from January of 1979 to October of 1980. My older sisters also worked at Dugway run. Proving Ground. You, you were really bad at your job, weren't you? You must have let them... <laughs> <laughs> Richard, you got to you got to take that phone receiver away from your mouth. You're very, very loud, and it's sometimes hard to uh, to understand you. So you're just a little too close to the phone. Tuella is the oh, biggest, okay. uh, fastest you. growing place in in Utah, and it's it's just getting bigger and bigger. Last time I was wow. there, it was crazy. Like the traffic on Main Street is crazy. So, Richard, were you just calling to reminisce about uh, Tuella tonight, or did you have something else you wanted to say? No, I just wanted to. Uh... Let Bonnie know there's a fellow Twillian that's uh, <laughs> on your radio program. What is it, Twillian? Uh, is it Twillian? Is that Twillian? Twillian. Very good, Richard. Thank you for the call. Very, uh, very nice of you to say that to Bonnie. So I really it. like Richard, but I'm not a Twillian. I will never call myself a Twillian. One time, a cop told me that I I was the worst driver he's ever seen in Twilla, and I took that as like I took that really hard. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a bad driver either. I was just frustrated. You're not not an awesome driver. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ridden in the car with him? Oh, yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Out to get you. Oh, yeah. I think that's right. 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 Keene City Council, by the way, votes 10 to 3 tonight to reinstate an indoor mask mandate in the city, unfortunately, according to the very same Keene Sentinel. Despite having an overwhelming number of people contacting them against this thing, despite over 70% of downtown businesses filling out a, yep. uh, a, survey, a survey saying they are against this. And I guess, uh, Bonnie, you were just reading some notes that somebody sent you about this decision. Apparently, the, the mask mandate is going to be a little bit different this time. So the previous one that... Aria and myself and the local owner of the uh, pho noodle shop here that was called Pho Keen Great at the time, uh, we sued the city of Keen over their last year's mask mandate. Unfortunately, the federal government kicked it out of court almost a year later, saying that, well, we didn't get a ticket, so therefore we don't have any basis on which to sue. So unfortunately, well, it didn't work out. might work out this year because now instead of the businesses getting the fine, the person not wearing the mask is going to get the fine. That's right. one of the amendments. That's a key difference between this one and last year. Last year, they were targeting the business owners, which, by the way, I don't think any of them ever did get fined. Uh, from that, and that may be because Keene police actually don't want to enforce this particular law, at yep. least from a couple cops I've spoken with. A lot of people say that the police don't want to um, enforce this law. Yeah. The, the other amendments include masks are to be worn while seated indoors at businesses, with the exception of food service establishments. There was also some type of provision for people with medical issues. Police department are responsible to enforce the ordinance. First offense, verbal warning. Second offense, Written warning, third offense, a hundred dollar fine, which I think the dollar amount went down as well. I think it might have been a hundred or something for the business owners last time around, and I think there—I don't remember if there was a warning last time around either. There probably was, but there two was a a verbal than a written. I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember all the details, but so they've 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 changed how this one's set up, and now they're targeting the individuals instead of the business owners. I think that's an improvement. Because it gives the business owners the freedom to let people choose and not have to feel like that they are, you know, enforcing this stuff. And there were already multiple business owners who were saying, we're not going to enforce this. Yep. No matter what it looks like. Keen doesn't want this. We went to the committee meeting 
the large majority of people were against it. I don't think yeah. anybody's going to hold it against businesses who don't enforce it. If they don't, if they want to hold it against it, don't go to those businesses. Yeah, if you're a mass person, is not a not a representative government either because no. of all yep. the pushback and they, they voted for it anyway. Just like with the Bearcat, as Just I mentioned like during Bearcat. my speech last yeah. week, which by the way, we'll put the video up for that too. More coming up. Free Talk Live. If you want to join us here, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio here tonight, you've got Ian. And Bonnie. And Matt. So at the very beginning of the show tonight, we had a, a speech, I guess you could say, from Adam Kokesh. He's behind bars right now facing... Uh, possession of psilocybin with intent to distribute charges in uh, some crappy little county in southern Colorado. And uh, we're going to continue to follow that case as it develops. But it led to a discussion briefly about a case that you remembered, Bonnie, from last year. The New Hampshire Supreme Court had ruled overturning a man's conviction Hmm. for possession of psilocybin. Now, again, we're talking about the active chemical in psychedelic mushrooms and we've just determined over the recent years that there's been some interesting scientific studies that have been done showing that psilocybin can help cure people with ptsd and of course it's been used for centuries if not thousands of years by humans to actually you know go on spiritual journeys and for spiritual religious purposes and the supreme court agreed with that particular argument and they overturned this man's conviction. So I brought up that story because it's really an interesting case. And the fact that the Supreme Court voted unanimously on this matter in New Hampshire is also worthy of note, right? Because a lot of Supreme Court cases is like, oh, half, you know, 60% said this and the other 40% disagreed. Then in this case, every single one of them agreed. Mm-hmm. And here's a story from the Union Leader, which is the New Hampshire uh, largest newspaper in the state of New Hampshire. This again from last year. It's actually been almost an entire year since this story came out. Uh, The New Hampshire Supreme Court upended the 2018 conviction of a North Country resident for possession of psilocybin mushrooms, ruling the uh, the conviction conflicts with the Native American-based religion he practices. In its unanimous ruling, the four sitting justices said that the New Hampshire Constitution's right of religion is stronger than protections under the U.S. Constitution which require a stricter balancing test in cases of religious use of illegal drugs. Wait, so they're saying the New Hampshire Constitution is stronger in than the US. religious freedom? Oh, okay. Correct. Nice. According to the decision, Jeremy D. Mack of Colebrook, New Hampshire, had practiced a shamanic earth-based religion for years and in 2017 joined the Oratory of Mystical Sacraments branch of the Oklavua Native American Church. That's spelled O-K-L-E-V-U-E-H-A, and I apologize if I'm not pronouncing it right. The church issued him a membership card, which allowed him to ingest the mushrooms sacramentally. The church had restrictions for the sacrament. It should be taken in seclusion, not in public or around children, and it should not be taken while operating a motor vehicle or shooting firearms. Good advice. Uh, Mac went on to become a minister in the church. Efforts to reach him on Tuesday through his public defenders were unsuccessful. The justices said the trial judge in Coas County Superior Court erred in his legal rulings following Mack's conviction. The court remanded the case back to the trial court level. 
Quote, we have long recognized that in Part 1, Article 5, there is a broad, a general, a universal statement and declaration on the natural and unalienable right of every individual, of every human being in the state to make such religious profession, to entertain such religious sentiments, or to belong to such religious persuasion as he chooses, and to worship God privately and publicly in the manner and season most agreeable to the diktats of his own conscience and reason. This wrote Supreme Court Justice James Bassett, quoting a 150-year-old opinion from 1868. Hmm. In 2018, Mack was convicted of psilocybin possession after state police discovered the mushrooms while searching for weapons that were under a confiscation order in an unrelated civil case. Psilocybin is known for its hallucinogenic effects on users. The federal government classifies it as a Schedule One drug, which means it has a high potential for abuse, which is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Like you can just get addicted to using mushrooms. And no accepted medical use. In fact, Bonnie, if you look at the chart that Professor David Nutt came up with, that's Nutt with two T's, uh, in the UK, he used to be like one of their drug minister types, and Mm. then he turned against the war on drugs, and he came out with a... A chart that totals up the amount of uh, like societal damage and personal damage that each drug does. So like there's a different score for each each part of it. And then he totaled up the scores. Mushrooms were the lowest. I'm sure. Of all of them. LSD, cannabis, it was lower than cannabis. Right? Know, nobody wants to do mushrooms and then go out and hurt somebody or... Hardly anyone would want that. I I have heard stories of like total psychopaths uh, taking you know things like mushrooms and probably like mixing that. it. You know, drinking and doing mushrooms it's not good. So uh, going on here, so the federal government again classifies it as Schedule One. Other drugs in the category are heroin, LSD, and marijuana. Following his conviction, Max lawyer asked trial judge Peter Bornstein to throw out the conviction on religious grounds, and the veteran superior court judge refused because there's no skin off his back. You know, he's not going to get kicked off the bench uh, in this case, even if he, even though he gets overturned, he's not kicked off the bench. While the First Amendment to the Constitution of the United States guarantees free exercise of religion, that had led some justices, including former U.S. Supreme Court Judge Antonin Scalia, to say that government had a compelling interest to enforce laws, even if a potentially illegal activity is part of a religious practice. Other cases have dealt with the drug peyote and with religious processions on streets. Bassett rejected Scalia's argument, preferring to rely on the New Hampshire Constitution. He wrote, now Bassett is the New Hampshire Supreme Court judge, he wrote that the U.S. Constitution protects religious beliefs, while the New Hampshire Constitution protects both beliefs and practices. Mm. Article 1, section, or sorry, Part 1, Article 5 of the New Hampshire Constitution deems that every person has a natural and unalienable right to worship God according to his own conscience, and the person shall not be hurt, molested, or restrained in doing so, provided that he doth not disturb the public peace or disturb others in their religious worship. Bassett wrote, quoting the 1968 Supreme Court ruling, quote, The framers of our state constitution expressly provided that these rights of conscience could not be surrendered, nor could society or government have any claim or right to assume to take them away or to interfere or intermeddle with them, except so far as to protect society against any acts or demonstrations of one sect or persuasion which might tend to disturb the public peace or affect the rights of others. So basically, in summary, according to the New Hampshire Supreme Court, as long as you're doing your psilocybin mushrooms in the privacy of your own home, and you're not out there, you know, driving around, driving or disturbing somebody else's peace. It's fully legal. 
They voted unanimously on this. No dissent whatsoever. And here's the actual part, Article 1, Part 5. Here, they've quoted it here and there, but I'm just going to give it to you straight here. According to uh, the actual court case, quote, Every individual has a natural and unalienable right to worship God according to the diktats of his own conscience and reason. And no subject shall be hurt, molested, or restrained in his person, liberty, or estate for worshiping God in the manner and season most agreeable to the diktats of his own conscience or for his religious profession, sentiments, or persuasion, provided he doth not disturb the public peace or disturb others in their religious worship. Sounds like freedom to me. Yeah. So again, the uh, the church in question here is Oklavua, and it is a church that has been involved in multiple court cases in the United States over however many decades it's been in existence. So this isn't their only victory that they've had from from what I understand, but this is a rock-solid victory. I mean, this is just something that cannot be dismissed. It is very, very interesting. Now, you know, presumably you don't have to just join the Oklahoma church. Whatever church has a belief in psychedelics as a spiritual practice would be acceptable here. So if you were to form your own church, and obviously there's something to be said for joining an already existing practice mm-hmm. because then you have the history, you've got the organization behind you, they've already fought cases, uh, they've got a track record. So it certainly makes sense to join an organization like that. But there's, you know, you have the freedom of religion. And so if you don't agree with all of the tenets of the Oklahoma church, you can form the reformed Oklahoma church, just like <laughs> Aria formed the reformed satanic yep. church here in Keene. And, you know, part of the uh, the government's argument against the Crypto 6 is going to be that, well, you guys don't have a real religion. And that's going to be a tough argument for them to make because... I'm part of the Shire Free Church and it's my religion. Peace re- is my religion. Yeah, religion is something that man creates based on how they interpret the universe and what their belief in God is. And who are these statists to be able to, you know, these government worshippers who have their own religion of the state? Who are they to say whose religion is real and whose isn't? Blasphemers and Pharisees and awful other people. <laughs> yeah, so That's it's what they are. It's going to be an interesting case, and uh, you know, it's it's unfortunate that the the, New ha- the uh, U.S. Constitution is so weak by comparison to the New Hampshire Constitution. Just another reason that New Hampshire needs to say goodbye. Mm-hmm. And so kudos to the uh, New Hampshire Supreme Court making the right decision. They don't always. A lot of times they're making pro-state, pro-government decisions. But in this case, they overturned a man's conviction for possession of mushrooms. Hashtag walk away. Yep. Good stuff. We'll see you tomorrow night online. In the meantime, you can join us over at freetalklive.com.